Oh, I'd break it to it. at two for it. Get going. Why are we waiting? Grab some donuts for the for the road. Okay. And we're live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to welcome everyone back to another edition of the Northern Nerdcast, where we showcase the geeky and nerdy people, groups, and events that happen in and around the city of Edmonton. The Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Please feel free to head on over to albertapodcastnetwork.com for a list of amazing Alberta-made podcasts. We would also like to encourage everyone out there that if you enjoy this episode, to share it with all your friends on social media. This way we are able to help grow the community here in Edmonton and keep everyone up to date on the latest news and information regarding the geeky and geeky, nerdy people, groups, and events that happen in and around the city. Also, if you or someone you know would like to be featured on the show, please feel free to contact us over at northernnerdnetwork.com. Now, let's get on with the show. All right, so we are back in the Nerdcast studios. I've I feel so so alive today. I tell you, this is this is a wonderful thing. I I love this. This is oh so great. From your very fancy digs at home, not from camp. No, this is this is so good. All right, uh, yes, like I said, we are back in the Nerdcast studios. We are joined not by none other than our most amazing, most talented, most tremendous, incredible co-hostess ever. That's right, Chelsea Thompson. Uh, it never gets old. That's why I keep, I mean, aside from our amazing listeners and viewers, the superlatives keep me coming back. Thanks, Dan. That's right. Uh, we are also joined by uh, Haley. Uh, say hello. Yay. That's me. Hey. Yeah. It's Cuthulu. Yay. And we got uh, Shane uh, joining hey. us again. Hey, How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> returning, returning guests. Returning guests, both of you. Welcome back. Hey. Thanks. Thanks. We Thanks are so excited. We are so excited to have you guys back. We're going to be talking about Endgame today. I'm, I'm kind of excited. So, so what? Spoil, what movie? spoiler. What? I, I haven't heard of this movie. What are you talking Spoilers about? Spoilers ahead. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. Don't watch this episode yes. until you do, or listen to this yeah. episode until you do. Yeah, yeah. You because you know what's interesting. If I can just jump in, one of the things that I I found really exceptional about this movie, just to start, is that you can't really even talk about how you feel in a spoiler-free way. So yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this was this was an adequate indie film. They dropped a couple <laughs> bucks and everything's fine. <laughs> it was a movie. It got some stuff that happened in it. And now on to the stock market. We'll. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you're right. It doesn't even work like that. Because, yeah. There's just so much that happens and yeah. that goes on. And yes, it makes you feel all the feelings. All of it does. Them. It really does. Oh no. I must be, I must be an incredibly broken human being because I'm just going to come out and say it. I felt no feelings. <laughs> well, numbness, listen, numbness is a feeling technically. Yeah. When you're like so shocked by everything that you're seeing on the screen, you're like, well, well, that's, that's overload. That was the thing. Right 
that was a thing that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yes, we are going to be talking about Endgame uh, in in the show today. So please, if you are watching and uh, you are sensitive to spoilers, please don't don't come back later. <laughs> <laughs> That's your final final That's my, my final final final, final yeah. warning. <laughs> All right, so uh, what am I doing here? Moving, uh, moving right along. Moving along. <laughs> Just making sure that some doesn't seem like something's. There we go. Okay, making sure everything's working. Everything is working. We are good. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're gonna start off uh, real quick by kind of just going and introducing ourselves. Uh, not just who we are, but. How how we've been? Because uh, I like to catch up with everybody. So Chelsea, how are you been? Um, I've been all right. Yeah, plugging along, trucking away. Some days on set. I uh, got to go out to Harrison for a day on set, which, if anybody's familiar with the Lower Mainland, is out past Abbotsford. Um, and the big draw there is Harrison Hot Springs, but that neck of the woods of the Lower Mainland is lovely. Um, and even on a rainy day, it was very beautiful. We were at a little um, in golf course resort bed and breakfast sort of tucked away. Um, and it was lovely. The set was lovely. So that was a really nice day. And yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Haley? How have you been? I have been pretty good. Things are, you know, same kind of thing, chugging along. Haven't recorded an episode of Galaxy in God knows how long. <laughs> uh, but hey, this is going to be the kick in the ass. I need to get back into it. Otherwise, I'm just, you know, flown around. I'm at Happy Harbor slash Wonderland now. So come see me for all your comic book needs. Yay! Yay. How, how, how somewhat frustrating is that to say that all the time? Happy Harbor slash wonderland comics well usually i like at this point i don't normally bother with the happy harbor but i'm like oh wonderland comics like everyone's gonna be like what's that like there's talk of maybe even just shortening it to wonder harbor i don't know that's fine <laughs> i just work there <laughs> they just they just let me uh they just keep paying my my wages here and <laughs> It oh, works. not at all. Just keep showing up, and they yeah, just don't kick yeah. me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And and yourself, Shane, how have you been? I've been pretty well. good. Yeah, it, it has been a while. Yeah, it's nice to see all of these faces again, because I haven't seen you guys in a while. Uh, I've been getting older and fatter, <laughs> and that's pretty much about it. <laughs> <laughs> then, then that's I'm, what I'm going to take. I'm going to take this moment to shame you as our gm uh oh when when are we gonna play again Shane? <laughs> um i'll give you the nebulous default yeah. <laughs> answer of of average of everything i'm out there some, yeah, there will be a day we will return sometime yeah. soon yeah yeah because so. i mean it's not like i left it at a cliffhanger or anything it's like yeah. <laughs> the war party is approaching there's no way the village will survive you're all going to be overrun and seen <laughs> everyone take five oh, that's a uh, dick move man <laughs> and that was what four or five months ago was it was it really four or five months ago now i'm okay it was last consider year consider me consider me duly shamed 
we'll get the ball rolling again soon. It was mostly in jest. I had like, of all of us on this panel, we all completely understand how life eats your life. Yeah. So it was yeah. mostly in jest, but I mean, I really like the game that we're playing. So <laughs> partly for realsies. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll get her. I'll get her going again soon. I promise. Hooray! Really, really. really. Some, sometime soon. Soon. <laughs> soon. How about you, Dan? How have you been? Uh, I've been all right. Uh, I've been working a lot. Uh, I've been up north for most of the time. Uh, it's kind of nice to be back home for a little bit. But yeah, uh, you're home podcasting from podcasting. home. Wearing my my, uh, my Chewbacca my, sweater. My Chewbacca sweater. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it probably didn't sound very good, but that was my best one. That's all. <laughs> it wasn't in the realm of like. Chewbacca impressions that exist out there um, wasn't wasn't too bad because there are a lot of them that exist out there that are a so little that's sad. a thing that exists. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. Yours, Damn yours, it. you know, right in the middle. You know, not bad. Just certainly, <laughs> certainly not the just totally middling. Certainly, you know, yeah, certainly, certainly not talked the, about. Not the worst one that I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's high praise. High, high praise. praise. High praise. <laughs> Not the worst. <laughs> All right. I that wasn't the bar I was trying to set, but sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, my, my, my dreams and hopes haven't been crushed for all of uh, this entire show now. Also, FYI, unrelated to that, the game is going to be another six yes. months. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for being a jerk face. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving on. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, like I said, we're going to talk endgame uh, on the show today. So, uh, before we do, we're gonna take a quick little break, uh, and we will we will get right back. Chelsea, you're up first. All right, I have some fun things to tell you guys about the Edmonton Public Library's podcast. Um, so it is called Overdue Finds, presented by the Edmonton Public Library, hosted by Bryce Crittenden and Caroline Land. They discuss movies, music, books, and pretty much any sort of popular culture and media that you can think of, and likely some that you haven't. You'll learn more about what you can find at the library, and it comes out every two weeks. If you're interested in checking it out, you can find it at epl.ca slash podcast, and that is the Overdue Finds podcast. All right, so we are back, uh, and we are talking about Endgame tonight. We're also going to be talking a little bit some, about some of the, the MCU as well, just as a whole. Um, we did a show not – well, was it, when when did we do that show uh, with you? Was that before the last Avengers movie? Shane? I, was, I think it was just, after, just after Infinity. After. After, right? It would have been after Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. We all jumped on together with Steven, and we did that 10-year thing, right? Yeah. That's what you're talking about. The yeah. rundown yeah. of all of them. Yeah. Now there's been a couple movies since then. Was Black uh, Panther afterwards? No, Black Panther no. was before. No, the before? only thing we got afterwards was uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. That's it. Yeah. Or Ant Man and Wasp. 
No, Ant-Man and Wasp, I think, was, like, just before, just before. we had recorded, because I don't think Shane had seen it yet. I don't think I had seen it yet, either. Yeah, but it was also it was also very, very close to mm-hmm. the release date chronologically to, to Infinity War, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. on that note, something that, uh, I don't know if you guys have picked this up yet, but it's very, very cool. You know the opening scene where Tony is tapping the helmet, and he's like, been day 21 sorry day 22 that's an actual counting reference to how many movies they've done to set up to where they are right which is kind of cool there's so many uh, many tiny little yeah this movie i swear to goodness um and i'm gonna try not to swear because it it really every time i think about sections of this movie i i kind of lose track of my thoughts and i, I start to curse more and i'm gonna think <laughs> carefully about not doing that but when i think about this movie after investing 11 years of if you're a fan if you've invested the 11 years into watching all of these movies to get to this point this movie rewards you in every scene with a beat or a nod or an egg or something to see like thank you for being with us for 11 years and not only does it do that but it kicks you in the feels like real good like look at this scene look at what's going on in the background look at this nod here to this like every little thing pays off in my mind in spades it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) tell us how you really feel about the movie (laughs) see i'm I'm trying to leave out all the explicit like all the explicit language right so it's just like so but the it was good (laughs) i i feel like like because there's there are moments in that movie where it really really hits you yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, a, I'm still a, a, I'm a huge sucker. Every time I see Stan, uh, Stanley in a, in, yeah. a, in the movie now, uh, that hits me every single time, no matter yeah. what is what it's what's happening. Um, but aside from all that, there are moments that really do pay off in in the movie. Yeah. So I many. find that there's there's a lot of mo- moments that just really fall flat for myself as well. Really. Yes. There's see, a lot in the in especially in the middle of the movie. It just kind of like they were just putting stuff in. I don't know if it was just for um, padding or or what the what the reason reasoning was behind it all. I just see. I don't you know, know. And I'm 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 very interested to hear your guys' thoughts on that now because for me, what I found was that even though the movie ran at three hours, there was not one moment. And I specifically kind of planned my theater going experience to not have like a full bladder. So I didn't have to worry about, you know how that, how you can start to feel anxious when you're like, Oh, when do I get up to pee? Right. Like yeah, when's yeah. it safe. Yeah. Like if I don't want to miss anything. Be a safe right? moment. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't drink anything before going in. And even though the movie ran at three hours, for me, I never felt it didn't once feel like, like three hours. No, I felt sure. like, Holy shit! Is this ride over? Like, what? What is going on? Like, see, see now. Why are we done are, now? Why now? You guys, you guys are saying this, and I'm like, did I see the same movie? Like, yeah, no. See, really? I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. gonna follow with Haley on a couple things. I'm, I know for sure. 
because here's <laughs> here's the thing like let's just go uh i'm just we're gonna start this off right here um by yeah. by talking a little bit about uh, the introduction of captain marvel in this okay. movie now yeah. that was to me just a whole lot of posturing and then she goes away yep <laughs> right like we let's bring in captain marvel here she is not really a good introduction Yay. to her character yeah. into this Avengers group. Yep. Thor does his little hammer thing for no reason. She doesn't know Thor from the from nothing. Yep. Doesn't know anything about the hammer. Nothing. Like, why? Why even put that there? <laughs> Again, it just there's there's things that it just seemed like a lot of posturing. It's it's meant to, again, try to get those things like oh let's let's just do this because it's cool, yep. But it's 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 not it wasn't it wasn't a good introduction to her or her character, and it didn't really bring her into this fold of Avengers, and then she just leaves. <laughs> yes, I know her. I know she's probably you know filming a lot of captain marvel during the filming of this movie so she couldn't be there for a lot of it but at the same time i would have liked to see more inclusion of her in this movie yeah, yeah. i think to talk about like the first 15 minutes of the movie for me so we get all of the tony tony in space yeah. um they kind of fake out like oh tony dies in the spaceship and it's like wait, did they seriously just kill Tony in the first 15 minutes of the movie? And of mm. course, that's a fake out. Then we have the introduction to Captain Marvel. And like, as soon as she is there, like, they're like, okay, let's go fuck up Thanos. Oops, sorry, I swore. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> I am going I'm to freely let the explicitives flow. So I'll make up for it for Shane, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> and then like, yeah, in the 15 minutes, like Thor comes in with Stormbreaker and like, just decapitates Thanos. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's really there. Like, this is really how they're going to play this movie. Yeah. And then like, of course, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh yeah, there's going to be time travel. And I'm like, oh boy, super excited for superhero movie time travel. Cause that always works well. But like, and I have to say that moment when Thor comes in and he's just like, no, like I'm so over Thanos and just decapitate him. Like that to me, was really the only shocking part of the movie. Like, was in that first 15 minutes. I'm like, oh my, like, they just killed the main villain in the first 15 minutes. How is this going to go from here? And then it was just kind of like, for me. <laughs> and then, I, and then, I, like, I, not so much that, like, that that whole thing with him, him cutting off of Thanos' head, but the whole premise of the time travel and how they presented it Mm -hmm. in this movie then they totally went by the time they got to the end yeah. totally went and just screwed up that whole notion of which the, which way they were trying to say <laughs> oh if we take the time like if we take all these crystals out of time and then put them back then it should be fine no. but we will be <laughs> villain in, in the past like that's not how it works that's how it works <laughs> like you can't bring this villain that you've been you've You've killed the you know killed later. You can't kill him twice. No. So in the in there the way they presented the future and the way they presented time traveling didn't work, and it was kind of upsetting. 
I have a. Can I, I, have can a I counter? Of... Yes. Okay. So <laughs> to start off right where you picked up, Haley. So Thor's. So for Thor, we have to kind of get in his head a little bit because one of the things that because after Endgame played out, now I was going like balls deep into spoiler territory and Reddit, just reading all kinds of nonsense about what's going on. And so we have to think about what Thor has gone through at this point, right? So Thor has lost every single family member, Asgard, and half of the remaining refugee Asgardians. Right. Then he missed the mark. He failed utterly and completely. Thanos wins at the end of Infinity War. And it's his fault. He was the one, the only person, the only person that could have stopped Thanos, and he missed. So for a guy that's been alive for 1,500 plus years at this point, who's essentially the single best fighter, and at this point, the only possible savior, he dropped the ball, like big time. And not only dropped the ball... Sorry, what? I want to make a counter counterpoint really quick. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yes, in in Infinity War, we do see you know Thor is the one who, in the last arc of the movie, misses and doesn't end Thanos. But we all know Peter Quill is really to blame for why Thanos won. Like, oh, you wouldn't he, have known about that. No, they exactly. Tighten together, right? Thor, Thor wouldn't have known. But we as an odd like we as an audience know, right? And I'm just like, I don't think it's fair to blame <laughs> I as an audience member don't think it's fair to blame Thor for that. I get nobody on earth knew that, but like anytime someone's like, Oh, it's all Thor's fault, I'm like, it's not. Oh, Thor should But we're not Thor blaming should, him. He's blaming no, he's blaming himself. And I, I get be that. Kind to himself. <laughs> I, I also get that. And but at the same time, Thor managed to do a fairly devastating blow to anybody else any like he would have not who who on the earth would have known that a, a hit to the chest like direct hit to the chest would have not killed him right <laughs> yeah like well. and any other bad guy that he would have ever killed in his entire life yeah that would have killed him well it was except, part of it he was being vengeful right like yeah. he wanted to look him in the face he wanted yes. to say you want to spit the those words in his face, right? He's like, I told you I would kill you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that was his, you know, like he wanted to get up in his face. Yeah. That was his error. And he realized his error when he lost, right? So then all those things happen and Captain Marvel shows up and you're right. She's she's used as a, like uh, a blip. And the, we see more in the trailers coming up to the movie about Captain Marvel and how, how important she is in this meetup. Like we don't even see the scene where the, the pager shuts off and she's like, where's Fury, right? Like that's only in the trailer, right? So yeah. when we're watching the movie, she shows up and she's just like uh, the cocky sort of brash military minded um, superwoman, right? Like she's, she, but, but at this point though, in her career, she's earned it. She's not only been a successful fighter pilot, she's not only uh, a captain in uh, the U.S. Air Force, but she's also been in space for like, what, 25 yeah. years fighting the Kree Skrull War and knows what she can do. So 
you know, when she's well, ready to go fight Thanos, that's her thing. It's like, let's go kick his ass. And I feel like because we are fans, Marvel played certain plot and story points the way that they did, knowing that the audience will have seen Captain Marvel. Yeah. And she yeah. didn't need more of an introduction because we'd all just seen Captain Marvel and that was her introduction. Yeah. And I feel like Thor's bit with his hammer is, yeah, it was posturing, but again, we go back to the mental state that he's in, right? He's just screwed up royally. He's trying to prove that he's still, you know, got stuff and is a good judge of character. And if someone's going to come along and say that they're top dog, well, he's going to toss a little test at them. And so he he pulls the axe to see how she reacts. And we know she's a badass. So, of course, she doesn't flinch. And that's that. That's, you know, that's all he has to, you know, that's all he has to see. There's nothing more to say other than I like this one. Right? Yeah. Um, and then off they go. So even even though it's brief, right? And I feel like there were a lot of, as much as it, it it can be a bit on the nose. They were very good with their you know one-liners to sum up plot, right? Like the universe is a really big place, and I've been away doing other things because not all planets have you guys, and so I'm going to go back to doing that because not all planets have you guys. But if you need help know that I am here and I will come. And because we've all just seen Captain Marvel, we know that that's true. Yeah. Right. right. And yep. so for me, it, even though sure, I get that it seemed abrupt. Um, I understood it and it didn't really bother me. Yes. And that's the thing. Like we are, we have all watched the movies, right? Like, and that's the thing. But if you are just here to watch Endgame as a movie, it would have not worked. Yeah. Is what I'm like. If, if I'm going there to watch Endgame as just a movie to watch, it doesn't work within the context of the movie itself. You, They're you using. You, that's true, even if you haven't even seen Infinity War, though. Yeah. That, we're not even talking like all 10 years prior. We're just like, even just the prequel to this. Yes. Doesn't make any sense. Like, why are these fuckers all sad? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> He's got superpowers. The guy's a billionaire. He's got a flying suit. He can shrink. That dude's big and green. What the <laughs> F is going on? And they're all sad? <laughs> so that actually, everyone being said, I kind of want to segue into a point because, um, also because we're talking about Thor. And I think one thing that really, again, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I didn't enjoy Infinity, um, Endgame as much as I enjoyed Infinity War. Infinity War um, amazing. I enjoyed Endgame more than I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I didn't appreciate my friend um, making fun of me for <laughs> one out of tenning Endgame because I'm not. I'm not one out of tenning Endgame, but I had issues with it. And I think my biggest issue was the portrayal of Thor after the five-year time skip. Everyone else is, you know, and someone said this to me, well, everyone else is getting their shit together. Why isn't Thor? And it's like, because to me, what Thor is doing, he's withdrawn. He's become a hermit. He's become a drunk. He he is internalizing his trauma and his PTSD in a way that 
honestly is more human than anybody else in the movie has portrayed it right like we see we do see cap leading a um quote-unquote survivors group that's cool but you know not really kind of the same thing whereas thor's portrayal of how he handles his ptsd and because he let himself go and get fat it's played as a joke through the whole movie and that really bothered me because i know people who do suffer from ptsd and from you know the whole audience is laughing haha thor's fat haha they made a big lebowski joke and it's like this isn't funny like to like it just it really stifled the movie for me because i couldn't get over how unfunny i found it like this dude like like shane said you know like as people who have seen the thor movies he has literally lost everything like there is for thor at this point too he's like there's he's given up hope whereas everyone else is like oh we're gonna go you know we're gonna we've got hope we're gonna do something and yeah it just thor's arc really bothered me at at the end of the movie, we start to see, you know, he's pushing past it. He gets um, his hammer back. He has Stormbreaker. Um, you know, once he, you know, does kind of the Viking transformation, we start to see that Thor again. But throughout the whole movie, I was just really unimpressed and just like, Thor is sad. And this is a realistic exploration and portrayal of someone who has fallen into a depressed state. And yeah, I just think, you know, I think the Russos made a mistake in making it a joke. See, you know, here's the thing. When I watched that, I didn't think of it as a joke. I, I thought that I they were either. trying, I, I, I thought that they were trying to tell a story for, for Thor's sake about those exact same points. But at no point in time did I think that they were trying to spin it as funny. So see, I, I agree with you for all see, those same points, but I didn't take it as funny. I'm like, I don't think they're trying to be funny here. They're trying to s tell us how serious this is from Thor's perspective. Right? Yeah. And so for me, so yes, jokes were made by other characters in the movie at Thor's expense. Exactly. But I don't think it was to make Thor's overall general state a joke. Yeah. For me, I got Thor's journey that you're pointing out, and I'm really, really glad that they had a character, and specifically one as powerful as Thor, react that way to what had happened. I also found that, I mean, so there was the Lebowski joke, and there was only one or two others tossed, and in the grand scheme of like, how over the top some of the other there was what was it war machines comment about him being made of cheese whiz those yeah. are sort of the two that pop out off the top of my head right and for me it was more telling that like those characters were tossing those jokes which is something people do when they're uncomfortable seeing someone that they know and love who is so strong in a state like that, that's, that that's, they have, they have no other coping mechanism with it than to try and make a joke out of it because it's so very not funny. It's, so it was it's very, me, it's very polarizing for a lot of people when they see me, somebody like when Thor, you see someone who's so fit and so all together. And Thor is one of those characters where you 
where you see the arc of Thor's character throughout all the other movies, he is the strong one, right? He is yeah. the fit one. He is the he is the guy that people will look up to as being the tough guy. And to see him that way, that would make anybody uncomfortable with that situation. Because seeing Thor kind of let it go would be hard for people. And and using a little bit of humor and 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 their characters who who did use it that is sort of within their character yeah so to me yes jokes were made at his expense mm-hmm. but it wasn't to make his state a joke of to me it made it gave it another like another layer of that humanity of like that uncomfortableness of like I literally don't know what to say to you or can't do anything to help you right now. So I'm just going to make an uncomfortable, awkward joke about it, which was a whole other layer of this like human struggle. For me, that's, it added that for me. Um, Cause yeah, I, I absolutely saw the same thing that you saw in Thor's struggle. And I'm so, so effing glad that they put that in there. Cause I think it was really important um, to have, the flip side of what devastation can do to people. Yeah. You know what else is very interesting about kind of tying up that scene? Um, you know, the, the uh, support group that you mentioned, Haley, where Cap's sort of leading the, the talk. Yeah. There were two people in that and, and uh, not everyone necessarily noticed it, but one of them was one of the Russos and he yeah. was the one that was talking and he was openly gay. And that was sort of a, a apparently, that character was the first openly gay character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which was very, very interesting. Also interesting, and I don't know if they gave him a speaking part, in that circle was Jim Starlin, who's credited for creating Thanos. Hmm. I did not know that second bit. I knew the first bit, though. About uh, Joe Russo? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But after this scene, and kind of moving on, because, I mean there's there's a lot to unpack with Thor, like the fact that he gets Mjolnir back and stuff like that. So, I mean, because obviously there's so much more in this movie, and we could talk about Thor almost for the whole three hours that the movie ran, right? But there was he a was, lot of he other... Was so much of a focal point throughout the whole movie. I do sort well, of really, wish he... All of the characters got a focal point arc, and it feels like we're just talking about Thor, and rightly so, but Nebula had an arc. Tony had an arc. War Machine had an arc. Rocket had an arc. Black Widow had an arc. Hawkeye had an arc. Every character got something to explain where they were. Like even Rat Boy, which was one 14 million whatever version where he just stumbled over the switch and saved the whole universe. Right? But, but there was... Every character had such incredible development. Like when I think back to the scene before... Captain Marvel shows up and rescues Tony and Nebula in space. He's teaching her the the flick uh, football thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's just like, ah, we're going to do this or whatever. He's like, oh, no, don't you don't have to swipe at it like that. The whole point is to just stay and I have to succeed by, you know, and he's teaching her, right? And then she wins and she kind of flinches and he's like, no, congratulations, right? That whole thing, remember, Nebula always loses to Gamora. She's been in no winning fights. So her reaction, Karen Gilliam's reaction, which shows how she doesn't know how to process winning. And then she's 
unwittingly, and this is really amazing because in the comic book, as some of you guys might remember, Nebula in the comic book ends up being the obvious traitor because Thanos kind of twists her into a, an abomination of life and unlife as a mockery to death because now he's got the infinity gauntlet. He's the most powerful being in the universe. So he's literally mocking the woman that he used to love by creating Nebula, but she's got just enough sentience left that when she sees the opportunity to steal the gauntlet, she does and restores herself and she's ultimately the bad guy for a moment, yada, yada, yada. In this case... And I don't even feel like they did a bad job explaining it because I saw a lot of people complaining about this online. But the fact that 2023 Nebula and 2012 Nebula could talk because of quantum entanglement in the computers in her head unwittingly was brilliant. So she unwittingly becomes the traitor and she hates it. She hates that she's betraying her friends. Cannot stand it. And she can't even stop herself. Right? Like she's stuck all of a sudden on this mm -hmm. runaway train. And that's just yet another very interesting development for one more of these characters in this movie, you know? That's just it, right? Like I like and here's 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 what I'm gonna go. Again, I did like the movie. <laughs> yeah, I did <laughs> I there, there were point parts, like I said earlier. Um, that really didn't uh, didn't go so well, and especially during I said, sort of in the middle here. But yes, Nebula had a, a fantastic arc throughout the whole movie. Uh, I I really liked. So we're gonna go back. I'm gonna go back with Captain America because we did kind of touch on him for uh, a second oh, there. Yeah. Okay. What a fantastic arc he had. What? Because that was America's ass. That, that is what what a fantastic way to bring him through this whole movie now yeah there were two people i think on this in this entire movie here that they were kind of just we're, we're done right we're done with the mcu we're done with this so they 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 brought tony their arc yeah tony and cap they brought their arc all the way through to the very end and I, and what a way to just end like Captain America. I'm just going to start with Captain America here. Yeah. What a way to end with Captain America. Uh, I I really did love watching and seeing how Cap was finally worthy of oh. Monular. Yeah. That was, a, that was such a hype moment. The audience that I was in when that happened literally cheered and applauded out loud. <laughs> how could you not? Like, honestly. Yeah. What a phenomenal moment in time to be watching that movie because that, you know after it's watching these movies and seeing how how everything has uh, sort of unfolded over the, the the last you know so many uh, shows that we've been watching and seeing Captain America finally be able to to be a mortal be worthy of Monmouth. what a fantastic time and then on top of it, Having the arc of him going back in time, and 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 finally living out his dream life. Yeah. What I mean, a... So this is the thing we talked earlier about. Oh, it's time travel and a superhero, <laughs> and there's all kinds of like plot holes around time travel and returning everything. And I love the ending, and it makes me so happy that they finally gave Cap time with Peggy. 
I, yeah. as, a, as a fan and a romantic, it makes my little <laughs> heart beat. Um, right. So I'm very glad that Cap got that ending, which makes me very tolerant of like, there's no way that you can make a time travel movie like ever and cover <laughs> cover all of the holes and cover all of the like that's just the nature of time travel so it makes me very tolerant of like any of the time travel gaffes or bubbles or holes that might pop up throughout the whole movie because at the end of the day they're trying to tell a story for us fans and i think they did that successfully so i will forgive them the quantum physics of time travel I, I, and, and we have uh aaron's in our chat tonight uh and he did say hey, uh, and and uh he did say on in here uh that we have to remember that captain america almost did pick up the Thor's hammer in um yeah uh, previously which in is why Age of Ultron, so right? great and so it, to be able to finally complete that 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 moment what a yeah. what a payoff yeah. uh yeah so but I, I mean even just having that that whole thing at the very end with him living, becoming old and being able to, to pass the torch well, what, what are you guys' um thoughts on that as well, well there was just i mean this movie in general was so full of so many great like full circle moments and bookends mm -hmm. and nods back to the several other movies. But I mean, back to the very, very first movie, I mean, Cap had the line to Tony about, you know, you got to be the guy who makes the sacrifice play. Right. And so at the end of the first Avengers movie, Tony lives up to that and flies the nuke up into the portal. Um, mm -hmm. But we see that callback again. He's the guy who makes the sacrifice play, right? He puts on the gauntlet and snaps his fingers. And it's just sort of this, from the first Avengers through to this one, this beautiful bookend of, of the development of Tony's character, how he presents the front of this super self-absorbed, self-involved, self-obsessed dude. Um, but at his core, he's really not. He's he's the guy who makes the sacrifice play and jumps on the ground. I am Iron Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's such a good arc. And I mean, uh, to your point at the, cause I mean, we see him at the beginning and obviously he's rescued and he's spent time with Nebula and he's kind of, I don't want to say humanizing her, but he's, you know, treating her as someone that is sharing in his loss. He gets off the ship and he immediately talks with Cap and he's, grateful to see cap and then moments later because i mean he tells him he's like i lost the kid and we know who he's talking about he's talking about spider Peter, right yeah. um and then he gets mad at him because and they had this conversation in again hearkening back to age of ultron yeah. right um he's like you know we'll fight and we'll do this together and he's like you weren't there you weren't there and this is you know like this whole thing you know, this promise that you made to me that didn't happen. And then he tears off his, you know, his um, housing for his nanotechnology for his suit and shoves it in his hand. He's like, that's it. Put this on and hope that you survive because that's it. I'm out. Right. And he basically quits, which is great because at his point, he's, you know, barely survived. He's starving to death. He's malnourished. He's lost. Right. I mean, he doesn't even know at this point getting off the ship who's all back. I mean, he's like, holy shit. I right till this moment, I thought you were a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> right. So even though they're they're delivering these really, really 
important, heartfelt kind of beats with these characters as, as you'd expect them to interact in this high-tension moment, they still drop a, a tiny nugget of the fun-loving part of Tony's personality that can't help and, and will but never be snuffed wise. out. Yeah, yeah. Will, that will always crack wise. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that was another thing in general that I appreciated. After the, like, utter obliteration at the end of <clears throat> Infinity War, yeah. um, I appreciated how, how actively they tried to inject levity into this movie and how actually quite funny it was steadily throughout um, that everybody got some good zingers and one-liners and wisecracking and and whatnot and i feel like that was like compensatory it was like sorry guys we know we hurt your feelings with the last one so here let's try and make it a little bit yep. better see yes. and i don't i don't know if i agree because i think for me too is after guardians like and i'm always going to talk about guardians when it comes to the type of topic because to me guardians of the galaxy volume one is the most approachable superhero movie no one knew, like, casual casual comic fans probably didn't know who the Guardians were. Like, no. my, my, my parents are in their 50s now. They, did, they didn't know who the Guardians were. My mom doesn't like superhero movies. She loved Guardians. And Guardians owes to that these characters that aren't Marvel's big characters. And it was funny. But I think that the downfall of the marvel movies was how funny guardians is along with the competition of how dark and gritty dc has been is that marvel now needs to feel that they have to over inject that humor into everything which is part of the reason why i didn't like thor Ragnarok. (laughs) (laughs) and i'm always gonna bring that up too because it was just Hmm. now one thing I want to do actually is I actually recently saw a clip of Thor Ragnarok, but dubbed in Japanese. So I'm willing to give it another try in another language um, because I actually enjoyed the clip I saw. Um, but I think there, again, there were moments. How does Korg it, sound in Japanese? That must be awesome. I, I didn't see Korg. It was just mostly Thor and Loki clips. Um, but I think in Endgame, there were times where the humor was super effective. I was like, oh, that worked. Anything Professor Hulk, when he tried to be funny, I did not like. (laughs) I didn't like Professor Hulk at all. Like, the CG was making me really, like, really uncomfortable to look at. And I just didn't, like, I I get it. It's supposed to be, you know, it's it's Hulk Banner having their piece. It, It didn't work for me. I did not like it. Um, and again, I think that's really where I find the pitfalls of everything after Guardians for Marvel is that they had a successful funny superhero movie. Now everything has to have a little too much humor or a little too much humor that feels forced at certain times. Um, I don't know. I When I see Hulk walking through the streets going, smash. See, that was one of the scenes, actually, where I thought Professor Hulk and the humor was most effective. Like, I actually thought that really worked. I've opened the chat. I can see Aaron saying the Hulk and Ant-Man scene was cringe-inducing. It was. Like, super relevant scene because that's exactly how, like, 
I imagine a group of teenagers who meet their favorite celebrity and their friend would act. But that was that whole scene. I was just like, this is going and it for way too long, right? Like, just way too long. <laughs> Um, I don't know. So, yeah, I, like, to I, me, that's that just that was the whole <laughs> indicative of our society. I think that was just kind of a uh, a shot in the dark at like at, at what we <laughs> what how far we've come or or just kind but of like from, this is me, this is our society now. For me, <laughs> the cringiness around the humor of Professor Hulk. For me, I found like it was done on purpose, or at least I felt yeah. that it worked to be that cringy. Because that's because Banner is awkward. That's Banner. That's yeah. Banner. He's just like, a really like cringy, weird, awkward, nerdy dude. Yeah, but at least when he's Banner, he's like easy on the eyes. <laughs> See, and I, 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 I we're going we're, like for that whole scene. Banner, I think it's one of those things Banner where Hulk does look weird. I will give that to you. It looks weird, but again, to me, that adds to the to the cringiness. And I think that it, when you're right? when you're going into a movie like this, and and here's a like when we're we're watching that scene, I I really do believe when the director is 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 making that scene, he's going. I want people to feel uncomfortable. I want <laughs> like I really want to make the the audience, like when like. I want all the emotions, right? When I go to a, a movie, I want to feel scared. I want to feel things, right? I want to feel like it, it, this is funny or this is this is good. I also don't want you to skip out on those cringeworthy moments of like don't and don't hold back because like yeah, okay. Oh, I'm starting to feel it now, but no, just push that, push it, and and really let that set in. And I I kind of appreciated when they did that because I, I like I like that scene. Yes, it was cringy because it was awkward and it was mm -hmm. weird. But that's sort of what I liked about it. Like that was really sh showcasing that character yeah. in a in a in a way that we haven't seen because we haven't seen the character that way. We and haven't I seen them smashed together. On the topic of not seeing the character, again, um, Marvel fantastic marketing for this movie. I think of all the trailers, like not like we saw Tony in the spaceship, but not once after that did we see any other Tony. In, which is again why in that first fifteen minutes I was like, oh my god, did they are like did they already kill Tony? Um, we never saw Hulk in any of those commercials. Nope. Like so. It was, it was a shock and it was a surprise. And again, Marvel's marketing for these movies has been phenomenal, just kind of tying it into, you know, having never seen the character before. And um, not giving anything away. Exactly. Like they kept a lot of cards to, the, to their chest, even with who survived. I mean, yeah. I remember having that list of, of that came out just before the movie came out and everyone was like, oh, they've they've revealed the list of who actually lived and who who, who died. And I mean, we all kind of had a fairly good idea of who was still around. But yeah. to have the confirmation even then was was is a is a big deal because Marvel doesn't let things out like they did no. a phenomenal job of keeping things relatively spoiler free. Yes, there was rumors. But for the most part, we didn't hear a whole lot or we didn't see a lot. And especially in their marketing, we didn't see nothing of what we were, what we actually got when we, we watched the yeah, movie. Exactly. Um, yeah, I had a point. I was, I was Sorry. Ready. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was going to dive into some of the time travel stuff. Um, 
because now I'm thinking more about the I'm thinking more about the time travel stuff. Um, I I have a hard time with time travel stuff. Like I I love time travel in Star Trek <laughs> when they do it right, but I really have a hard time when they don't do it right. And I believe in this movie they didn't do it right, and so I just that's the part of the movie I'm like I just want to. Yeah. So for I, you, I get why you did it, and I understand the the point. And yes, it was a good plot device but i don't like the way they no. they messed they messed with the timeline they messed <laughs> with their own timeline they they made branching paths when they weren't supposed to it's it's all this whole thing is over <laughs> <laughs> so first one thing i will say after saying that like professor hulk was weird and that i didn't like him out of all of the time travel stuff i did actually kind of like his interaction with i can't remember her name the ancient one the ancient one thank you yeah i liked his interaction with her because of all the time travel bits that were happening that's the one uh that made that made the most sense like when she was like when banner was like oh maybe maybe strange made a mistake and she was like or maybe i did right she's a little bit more cognitive than everything else that's happening around them with the uh the time travel that part i liked um and the time travel was kind of broken into obviously there were three teams or four teams four teams four um, four yeah. yeah so team two cap banner um scott and tony. tony tony so this is the time travel bit that i have uh take the most issue with um this is something i discussed with somebody else first off they let loki get away with the tesseract yes nobody nobody says anything about that obviously and this has been pointed out to me by someone else that's setting up a disney plus show like there's nothing else they could be doing with that we know that loki is getting a disney plus show that's why it's not mentioned then oh no loki got the tesseract but how like and then again oh no we messing with the timeline yep oh no oh no we oh no we screwed up what do we do oh we just go backwards in time where these two items just conveniently happen to like the extra we think of this before yeah. Yeah, the pin particles and the the tesseract happen to be in the same place. It's like, wow, that sure is convenient, guys. Like, that's not <laughs> like I just really like what like oh no, this is this is dumb. <laughs> and then, I mean, that was the <laughs> that was the reason for the jump. Mm-hmm. But the reason for the jump was Tony's arc. Tony's like, arc, and, yes. yeah. and this is why I talked about earlier. Yes. There are all kinds of terrible time travel holes (laughs) in this movie, all of them. But I forgive them them because they exist for character-driven plot advancement. And oh my, pardon me, Dan, but I'm going to join the swearing train. Oh my (laughs) fucking God. The scene between Tony and his dad. Yeah. And John Slattery just is a great Howard Stark. I just, that whole scene was just how awkward time, was Tony? Time, how time awkward travel, is Tony when he time like... travel holes be damned? <laughs> I I will swallow all kinds of time travel holes for that kind of that character scene. and plot. That, that, those kind of feels, yeah. any day of the week. Yeah, I I like see. And here's the thing: like, I aside from the time travel holes, yes, the the arcs inside those moments, like those moments where you get to see, you know, Tony's father and Tony you know, meet and, and talk and have that nice bonding time. Like 
those are those are amazing moments that we get because now time travel exists in the MCU. Right. Um, I, I I loved it. I, I can't I can't like I know why they did it, right? I know I like I get why they did it. I just I have a hard time with I like what you guys did it. I like that you guys have all talked about these time travel bits because you're all right. But I want to point out something else about the time travel thing. And and it kind of goes back to Haley's point when she started off about when Banner finally gets to meet the ancient one. Mm. And this is back in 2012. And it really, and she's wielding the Eye of Agamotto. So she's wearing the time stone, right? And it explains so very clearly, like we've established, and, and this even goes back to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? The TV show where uh, their characters, Fitz and Simmons, talk about time travel. And they talk about how it simply doesn't work. It does not work because all the events are linear and they cannot change. So going to the past doesn't change anything because the events that led you up to taking that jump back were the same events that led you to taking that jump back, which means you were destined to do it, which means this was all predestined anyway, which was the whole point. And what they did very, very beautifully and simply in that exchange between Banner and the Ancient One was she showed. She goes, no, it's not going to work. You've created a divergent timeline. You may think that you're fixing these things, but instead it's just an offshoot. It's fixed here, but over here. And they, she shows the dark arc. It's all wrecked. Like, and he's like, okay, but banner being the physicist and the and the in the you know the the scientist he goes well what if we just put it back exactly where it was supposed to be so that we don't create a divergent timeline she's like well okay she acquiesces it's like kind of but in theory in yeah. theory but you know it still doesn't mean i can give you the time stone because you know that's you know we just don't give it up i mean that's when the whole review like they have that heated exchange and he's like but why did he give it up and she's like oh Oh my God, like maybe I made a mistake, right? And the whole thing is kind of the, the, what's kind of cool about when I walked out, I thought there's four paradoxes and they're not explained. Like the Loki Tesseract thing, the fact that Nebula kills herself, the fact that Thanos is stripped out of his timeline and brought into 2023, where he's killed before he can form the gauntlet right. and snap. Mm -hmm. thereby eliminating all those people all those things are forks that were allowing them to do those actions whereby putting the gems back to where they belong and then allowing them it. to be destroyed by thanos in the future because they still get destroyed by thanos when he's on his garden world retired mm -hmm. and he kills them like he destroys the stones and thor and the rest of the avengers still come to kill him so the whole point was, is that they weren't undoing everything. They were only undoing the, the threads that they created to, to fix those eras and then put them all back, right? So really all they were doing was undoing the snap only, but in 2023, which was still five years after. So in a way, they were just putting all those people back after. And the only way they could do it was to reconstitute a gauntlet from the past. Right. Which, on that point, <laughs> someone pointed this out on Reddit. You guys remember how Tony snaps the gauntlet at the end, right? Mm -hmm. But if you think back to every single movie 
where Tony's had an injury and he's always like rubbing his arm or whatever, it's always the same arm. So the oh. time, the time shockwave, and this is, and people have said it's coincidence, but honestly, <laughs> if you think about all the times that, that, that Marvel has put in an Easter egg with such depth, you're like, there's no way they could have known. Yeah, Kevin Feige knew. 2008. <laughs> this is what's going down. We're building an infinity gauntlet. Start rubbing your arm. <laughs> you know what, do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> it's it's fan speculation, and no one's come forward to say yes, this is true. But how do you, in probabilities only, always get the same arm in every movie all the way through? Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's it's um. In my mind, even though my first reaction was to agree with you guys complicitly, like, this is shitty time travel. Like, look at these paradoxes. It's like they're not even trying to give a fuck. Like, what yeah. is going on well, here? And that's the right? thing. Like, so they put them all back, and they chop off the, the divergent branches. But then yeah. they, the very last, like I said, then they just drive a truck through that theory, giving, <laughs> <laughs> giving Cap... Um, his, hap his happily ever after, yeah. which again is another one that I will gladly swallow. <laughs> but that's the same thing with Cap. He came back to them when he said when when Professor Hulk sent him away with the with Mjolnir and all the stones to send him back. He came back the five seconds later, but he lived his whole life with Peggy yeah. because he was in a divergent timeline, mm -hmm. right? So then he comes back and he's old old steve and he's lived his life right and at that point he's like 110 years old or some nonsense right <laughs> fun thing to think about because he had to return all of those items including mjolnir at one point in time he was in asgard jamming the aether back into jane foster <laughs> okay, uh, ma'am so ma'am i'm sorry to bug you but I just have to insert this into you. Man, that, that doesn't work at all. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. So another, he, has really America's, he has America's ass. Right? I don't know. Right? Maybe he shook it for Jane Foster and she <laughs> likes what she saw. She's like, all right, for the country, sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, this episode of the Nerdcast is brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network powered by atb and if you guys head on over to albertapodcastnetwork.com you guys will find the list of amazing alberta made podcasts and right now we just added two more podcasts to our ever-growing family of podcasts uh so uh i would like to draw your guys' attention to one podcast that we've been talking about it's been an affiliated podcast but now has moved into the realm of partnered podcasts. Um, and that's let's do coffee. Uh, we've been talking about that one on our show and now it's just part of the network. So you guys can go and check that one out. Uh, it's presented by the Nate's Maji center. Uh, and so that's an awesome podcast to go check out. Um, and one more podcast that we just added, and this is one I'm really excited about because summer is coming up and what better way to do summer than barbecue right am i right mm -hmm. so we have a podcast and it's called 
eat more barbecue. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, that's, that just says it everything right there. So go check these new podcasts out. Uh, and that's all on our podcast network, the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. And that is albertapodcastnetwork.com. Okay. So I have another time travel thing. So when everyone, when we get that awesome shot at the end, uh, towards the end of the, the movie, towards the climax, everyone's coming out of the portals. My sweet, sweet boy, Peter Parker, comes running out of his portal, yeah. and he's so excited to see Tony. Okay, so like like I said, not a super big fan of the movie. Didn't really feel a whole lot of emotions. I will 100% admit, as soon as Peter Parker came out of that portal, I'm like, it's my boy! Like just <laughs> tearing up because I love Tom Holland as Peter Parker so much He's and like an amazing Peter this Parker. Is, and this is and that's the moment I was waiting for this whole movie. After like I'm gonna get back to my point, but after reflecting on Endgame very seriously, I have realized that my enjoyment of a Marvel movie directly correlates to how much screen time Spider-Man has. <laughs> um <laughs> So he comes out of the portal and like he doesn't miss a beat like oh my god tony like you know he was only gone like to them it only felt like five minutes yeah right like they didn't miss anything like they have not been gone for five years they've been gone for five minutes wherever they've been so thinking about um spider-man far from home coming out this summer which i'm very excited about um one of two things would have had to have happened um all of his high school class would have need to have been poofed, which, you know, when you do the statistics on this movie is not impossible because when you have a family of four and three people get poofed, that's not how stats work when you're poofing 50 people. Um, mm. <laughs> because we see that, obviously, the world outside of those who've been poofed has continued for five years, right? But they were also on a bus that had a driver that could have been poofed that could have true so the whole right? bus could that have whole poofed. bus could have died that whole bus could have not poofed but died because of the result of the poof driver true there on a true. bridge so, on a bridge just saying the they were is... on a bridge in a bus that had a driver that probably <laughs> would have got poofed just that he had a 50 50 chance anyways continue um, so it just, it just got me thinking again because I'm always thinking of Spider-Man. Um, just like mm -hmm. how, how is like it creates an inconsistency in the MCU, which there are tons of. But it's just like again, all of these people would have had to have been poofed, or they can't be in Far From Home because if time time on for the people who weren't poofed, which means you know Ned and MJ like they would have graduated like unless they just stopped going to school for five years which doesn't really seem you know plausible because you know there's still business and commerce and just just lost people now right so you know in that very emotional moment towards the end of the movie i'm like well how is far from home gonna work <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you said, it's either the simple answer where they all got snapped away and were yep. gone, right? Or the more complicated answer, which um, a buddy of mine, well, Steve, he was on the show with us when I did my 100 episode on, on my show, right? But he and I were talking about it. He goes, well, think about this. If this event were real, 
they wouldn't be going back to school. The people that survived, they wouldn't be going back to school. Businesses wouldn't be open and, and things wouldn't be back to normal the next day. No. Probably no. not the next week. Well, probably not the next month. And as it's, the long shots showed us five years later, things still aren't back to normal. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So the point would be if if the remaining people of Earth said, okay, we really, all of us, all of us, everyone's taken a year. Who's missing? Let's start tallying some names. Because when Scott comes back yeah. after being away, like there's those monuments and there's there's hundreds of them, right? And that's, he's only in the United States. Only in Francisco. San Francisco. Right. So we don't know what's going on in the rest of the world because we don't, I guess in a way they probably didn't have the time to cram that in and, well, rightfully no, but, so. I mean, it was but, already a dark-toned movie, right? But yeah. To Haley's point, though, even if they had stopped going to school, they still would have aged. Yeah. And, yeah. and in real-world shooting constraints, they show up and they look the same, giving the yeah. creating the idea or illusion that they haven't aged those five years, yeah. which leaves the only option that they must have also been poofed. Yep, I agree. I'm just saying it's theoretically possible that they could just be in different grades, Stop. but still yeah, be in yeah. the same school. Like now, now they're only three or four years older, right? Yeah. Well, five years older, but you know, <laughs> they're only two or three grades ahead. So Peter comes back and he's still a sophomore, and uh, Flash and MJ and and the people that you know, like all those other guys, they're all graduating. So, but Peter's smart, so he goes on the tour with them for Far From Home, and and then that's it. Like I don't know, but either I way, I guess we'll find yeah. out. Yeah, we're all gonna we're go. Gonna, we're, we're gonna go. At, I can I can almost guarantee you it's just gonna be like, oh yeah, nothing happened, or they'll they'll mention <laughs> it, they'll mention it, but they won't explain the reason why they're still in the position that they're still in. Yeah. Fourth thing I'll mention it's, again. At it the is end of the is there time travel? crap that they're pulling in this movie i just did Yay, time travel crap. so one more thing for the end of the movie again with that whole big story scene um when they hand off the gauntlet to you know when peter has gauntlet and he hands it off to captain um captain Marvel, and you have all of the female the women uh, the women's the lineup women, um that, that is the uh peter parker protection posse um, I would like to claim my my place as the rightful leader of that protection <laughs> uh, because, like, fantastic moment. Just because, uh, if you've got all the women, the MCU right there, it is beautifully shot. Is it a little gratuitous? I mean, a little bit. You know, we're trying. You know, with the but successor after, under but after I how many years so and how many. But after how many years and how many movies of exactly. male-led superheroes, right? Exactly. Is showing the lineup of all these powerful women really gratuitous? Or is it people just saying earned. it's gratuitous? Wait, here's here's the second here's the second part I really love about that scene. Is Peter Parker is just sitting there and you can see he's got like he's just like the hard eyes emoji. And I'm like, Again, like my soft spot for Tom Holland as Peter Parker is just like, see, I liked that that last 15 to 20 minutes of the movie because Peter Parker was there. I was like, this, this is the for now. <laughs> so here's here's what I'm going to just interject for two seconds. Um, that whole moment with the, the women all together, was it, it was nice to see. 
my problem that I have with that one is that I wish I would have seen the women leading and not mm -hmm. in a posse. I would have wanted mm -hmm. them to have a, a crew behind them, right? Leading the charge. I would have liked to see that instead of the whole, let's get together girl power thing. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I think if you were going to do the moment where you are really going to uplift women in a movie, which is what I'd love to see in, in this movie, I don't think they hit it. I think they, they did it because they wanted to show that they are female power for once. And, you know, instead Inter of... Interjection, really yeah, quick. They, they've yeah. skipped out on Scarlett Johansson for all these years as exactly. Black Widow, right? And and now they're, um, they're making up for it. But I think if they would have had it a moment where they had... Um, what's her name from Wakanda there? Um... Okoyo? Okoyo. Yeah, Okoyo. I would have loved to see her bringing in her troops, right? Yeah. Really, really making that moment uh, of have the door melage just cut through yes. a bunch of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and to your point as well, Dan, is how disrespectful was this movie to spice? We go to the end of the movie, Tony's having we get a Tony send-off at Tony's funeral. We know mm -hmm. Scarlett Johansson's going to be back for a Black Widow solo. Obviously going to be a prequel now with the events of Endgame. But the only part, like, I think we see a little bit of Bruce kind of mourning. We definitely see Clint mourn. Clint? That's his name? Yeah. 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 Clint? yeah. Clint. Um, we see him mourning Nat in the moment, but then it's kind of like, Nat's gone. That's yeah, fine. Nat's gone. Nat's gone. We, do, we don't have a funeral for 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 yeah. that like and tony's funeral is a private funeral like with this like why not just you know you lost nat you lost tony like i would even you know with the guardian being there like yeah we got 2012 Laura, but she i don't know if she got poofed with thanos's troops or if she just made an off-screen escape i would say even gamora would have mm -hmm. you know been deserving of some sort of memorial besides quill losing his mind in infinity war right like so it was really cool to have that moment of all of the women there but at the same time please respect nat she's one of the original six her send off, and especially because Cap gets a happy ending, and Tony doesn't necessarily get a happy ending, but his arc ends in such a way that is a a good ending, right? Like if this were a video game, Tony's hit all the points to get the good end. Yes. So, and here's the, and that's what I'm trying to get at, right? Like here's here's the chance where you get to yes. There was one moment in this entire movie that you give to the women. Right? They could have done way more. They could have given proper proper funerals, send-offs to our the fallen. Like they could have done that. Yes, I get that Tony was like sort of the, the beginning of this whole whole thing. But at the same time, what's what um Black Widow had done for for the MCU and for, for all these movies. For her to just kind of like Twitter off into the into the end and only have that one moment with Clint, kind of was I I I I felt like it was like, yeah, we're trying, but 
it's it's almost not enough see for for me <clears throat> for me i felt it was kind of fitting to the character she was so, so yeah at at her core at her heart like sh she and clint were never really they never had superpowers they never like she was a spy she was black ops she was solo she was under the radar right um and again it's another one of those full circle ones back to you know earlier avengers but she she's was got, so important she's got every she's one got, of those characters in that sorry area, i'm just gonna right? finish because i'm not done yet yeah. sorry no it's, it's okay <laughs> um one of those full circle moments right she's got red in her ledger and she needs to wipe it out going back to the sacrifice play right like mm -hmm. this is her right she's gonna balance out she's gonna pay her debts and she's good with that right so i mean the second they got there i knew that clint was gonna try and be the guy but i knew i knew it was gonna be nat i knew i knew that's where we were losing her um and i felt like that was kind of the perfect capper to her character um and i feel like they got before that happened the tribute came to her the way they set up her character in the five years previous previous like if we're talking about female leadership right she's the last one of them with hope the last one of them running the avengers base the last one of them keeping contacts and tabs and trying to do the best that she can she's the leader of the group and it's set up that way, you know, it's introduced her right off the top of the movie that way as the de facto leader of, of everybody who's left, yeah. um, which I really appreciated. And at um, the same time, still kind of broken because she's still got her ballet slippers with her, right? Yeah. When she's eating mm -hmm. the PB&J, right? Yeah. So, But that's what I'm saying, right? Like at that moment, like we have her as the leader of the Avengers for a, a time. She's super important to a lot of those, like to the heart and soul of that team. She's super important to a lot of people. And for her to get a, a moment with just kind of like um banner going, where's Nat? Right? Like where where did she where like she she didn't come back and him being heartbroken about it, but then it just kind of that falls off, right? That Yes, I, I like she did like I love the way she ended. I love that. That was amazing. I think that it was perfect to her character. And I and I like how it how that fight between those two were were like to cap it off. To cap it off was was incredible. But I would have loved to see them just one more moment. Just after one more act. moment at the yeah. at the end, right? I would have loved to see that. And I would have also loved to see, like, just even with Gamora, right? Like, I would have seen, loved to see that too. Well, that's probably what uh, As Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be about now, right? Because now that we're getting James Gunn back and Thor is clearly joining the Guardians, right? That they're probably going to go chase down Gamora. On the topic right? of As Guardians of the Galaxy, I would just like to say that in the current comic run, um, Thor is actually Throg. Um, which is Thor, but a frog. And I'm really sad that we're not going to have a frog in the Guardians. Sorry, I just want to quickly, because um, we're running really late, um, but I, I, I do want to, is there any other uh, characters in this movie that we, we kind of missed 
uh, that we should probably. Yes. I'm, I'm glad they absolutely. tossed. I'm glad they yeah, tossed. Yeah, well, I know, but I, I'm trying to. Like, I'm glad. There... I'm glad we got to see a bit of rescue. I'm glad they yeah. tossed a little bit of pepper in. That was a really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how they brought those like the characters that we haven't seen for a while uh, back into like Jane, like bringing her back in for a little bit. Um, Frigga. Frigga. Yeah. Right. I I really Again, love speaking of scenes those between parents and children. The scene between yeah. Thor and Frigga. That was amazing. God and how and how uh, and how amazing was Pepper in the suit? Yeah, awesome. the rescue <laughs> suit was great. And um, what else? Who else? Oh, the one. So speaking of Tony's funeral, they panned through everybody. The one thing that I actually had to look up: um, the boy who was there, Hi. kind of standing by himself, yeah. um, was the boy who helped Tony with his suit in Iron Man Three. Yeah, tie. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm, kind of cool. Yeah, um, I, I like really that they like... brought those characters back, right? Like they brought every. I love that happy they made had... an appearance. They had the, well, the friggin' line, the friggin' line with his daughter about cheeseburgers from, oh, the, yeah. first, from the first Iron Man when he gets back and all he wants is a cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. One one main character we didn't actually talk about. Um, was actually Hawkeye Ronan. Um, but his story tied in really nicely with Nats. I feel yeah. like, you know, we we understand why he becomes Ronan. Um, his motive, I, I felt his motivation a little, you know, a little weak. I'm going to go kill criminals because they survived and my family didn't. I get it. That's a, that's a classic vengeance tale. <laughs> um, but overall, his, I really, haircut i will say that i did think that haircut really worked well um but overall yeah his story was so integrated with nats that i think again it does make it really sad that we didn't get that last little tribute to nat at the end um and i think that yeah that i think that is all i want to say about that and that kind of wraps up the the main six mm-hmm. all right real quick where do you see the mcu go from here Infinite Spider-Man movies. Yeah, we've got <laughs> Spider-Mans, we've got Black Panthers, we've got... Oh, we've got, um, do you think we're going to get another Captain America movie? With... Well, I got I to gotta ask what you guys... So, presumptive Captain America was Bucky, but then they gave it to Sam. Yeah. How does yeah. everybody feel about that? I love that. I, I thought it was it made me so happy. Handbook. I... I I'm a I'm a I'm a Winter Soldier fan though, right? And I love I was kind of heartbroken. I did I did appreciate him getting the shield because I mean he was in the movies he seemed more closer to um, Tony as he was older, right? Um, but at the same time I like I don't know or not Tony but to Cap. Yeah. Um, so I like I I I see where they went with that. Well, I feel, to me the moment that they shared when. Cap pulls out the shield and gives it to Sam and Sam looks to Bucky. Yes. I feel like that was an amazing moment because it's like, no, no, this should be yours. And the nod that Bucky gives back to him makes me feel like Bucky and Cap had this conversation. And Bucky was like, yeah, no, it should be Sam's. Yeah. 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 
I can I can I can see that happening. I yeah. I think like I love I love Bucky and I kind of want to see more of him because I love his character. Well, you are. Um, they're doing a Sam and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Are they? So yeah, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier teamed up, teamed up together. Yeah. Okay. I uh, see. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. I'd like to yeah. see more of them. I want to see more Winter Soldier. <laughs> so. Where I think we're going with the Marvel Universe, we're, we're not done seeing Avengers movies. We're just not going to see um, – we're not going to see Robert Downey Jr. necessarily as a major player. Um, but I don't think he's gone. There's absolutely no reason why he can't be the next Jarvis in the suit, mm. right? Because we've got an opportunity to use Pepper. We've got an opportunity, opportunity to use Ty as we could call him Iron Lad. Um, you know, we've got – all kinds of reasons that he might stick around and just be uh, like a sentient computer voice, whatever. But we were teased with the Easter egg that there was an underground or under ocean earthquake. Well, who is that other than Namor? Mm-hmm. Right? They, they, they didn't name it, but it's probably that because they've never not given us something that meant they, something. They really always wrong. drop something right through the movie. Exactly. Right? So Namor is probably the next big villain of the MCU, maybe because well, in the next Aquaman Black Panther, did really well, right? Because it was in the next. What do you figure for the next Black Panther? Because it was Okoye yeah. who was talking yeah. about that, right? Exactly. So, and it would make sense. You want a kingdom versus a kingdom. Otherwise, who's a foil for T'Challa, right? Uh, yeah. It's Namor and Doctor Doom. That's it. No one else. Those are the two people that you can use. And we haven't been introduced to Dr. Doom yet, but they can bring Dr. Doom in now that they've got all the Fox properties. But first they have to say, who's the next techno guy on the scene? Holy shit. And then they introduce him in Dr. Strange. Who's the next mage on the scene? And he's kicking ass all over the place. Holy shit. And then who's the next blah, blah, blah on the scene. And it's like, well, is it the same fucking guy? Like what's going on here? Like, because we've got, in terms of titles, we've got more. So we've there'll be more Doctor Strange. There'll be more Ant Man and Wasp. There'll be more Black Panther. There'll be more Spider Man. There'll be more Captain Marvel. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be more Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. There'll be. Will there be more Thor? Do you think? Hard to say. I'm gonna put there's Thor. No, there's... Well, Thor will Is... live. Thor no, will Thor... live with. The so guardians did he, did he sort of pass off his torch anyways to um to valkyrie to valkyrie yeah, yeah. kind of sort of but they could still use chris evans character in in uh, as guardians and the guardians. reason why it's yeah. easy to say that is because so <clears throat> the whole point of my the thing was is that robert downey jr has allowed his contract to expire but that doesn't mean that he can't get a new one chris evans wanted to do other things like direct so that's why he doesn't want to be doing cap. But that doesn't mean he's out because we can always do a period piece, 1950, 19, whatever. Somehow a uh, young cap that lived his life with Peggy Carter can be, be like, hey, li- listen, we know you're hiding, but we kind of need you. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be Captain America, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. undercover, right? Um, then we can also get uh, with all that, we've got all the, the ladies like I need a, uh, I need a fam Avengers or something like that. Like bring me the ladies of avenging, right? Like, well, and I there's want... still, I mean, there's gotta be space for Scarlet, Witch isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Right? She, so I think... uh, she's, we're, we're getting one on Disney plus called WandaVision, which yeah. so far 
the best that I best information I've been able to figure out is that somehow it's a period piece in the 1950s and vision is there. But who knows? fun. So yeah. I think I think where I see like Marvel is going in this next phase is going in two directions. We're going to have our earthly Avengers and we're going to have I'm just going to go out. I'm just going to stick with the name as Guardians of the Galaxy because I think it's a really catchy title and there is a comic tie in. And with the Guardians and Thor and Captain Marvel, the right? All space. They're all they're all space. So we're going to have two separate but inter like like with the whole MCU, this now cosmic Marvel and earthly Marvel universes are going to be tied up together but still separate. Um Right, <laughs> right now they're running. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history, so maybe we'll get more time time travel shenanigans. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll see. And like, one really sad thing because another team up I really like is um, Spider Man and the X Men. Um, is unfortunately they've come out and said that the X Men are not in the five year plan for the MCU, which is really upsetting because I would really like to see the X Men come back. Um, I am a wee tiny 90s child, so I watched 90s Spider-Man. I watched 90s X-Men, which, by the way, those two theme songs are, like, identical. Um, <laughs> we were listening to them the other day at work, and we are like, these are the same. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I would really like to see the X-Men come back. Um, again, with those Fox properties, like, yeah, I just, I want to see something, you know, it's exciting because there's a lot of opportunities for Marvel and Disney, who is the ultimate pup, puppet master here, to start introducing lesser characters, less known characters. Um, well, the Squir oh, okay. that's another, Squirrel Girl Squirrel is Girl. coming. Squirrel yes. Girl oh, is coming. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. I like there, there's Mark so much that they can do, and and they're going to. And I I really hope that they, like I I'm 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 very excited to see where they go from here. Yeah. I mean All we I... we've had how many years now of this MCU, right? It's kind of nice that they kind of wrapped it up, and this is I think they did a, a fantastic job of of really hitting those points throughout this movie, and really. And and doing all those callbacks right to the very beginning of of, of Iron Man, you know, um, and and really bringing that into this movie was a, a fantastic, and I think they did a phenomenal job. Yes, you're not going to always hit every little point, and yes, a lot of it was um, kind of mismatched and 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 put into uh, just kind of just to move the plot forward. Um, but overall, I think what they did. Um, as a whole, and this is kind of my th my final thoughts on this, is that we finally got a movie that tied up the last, how many years did we say this? this 11. 11 years of the MCU. They they did a, a fantastic job of just tying up all those, those loose ends and then still making it open enough for them to continue on. Yeah, in a different way, but at the same time, kind of closing off what they what they started with well and in in this grand arena where anything can happen well uh, you certainly 
most assuredly will not please everyone. <laughs> um, not for a lack of trying, though. I, I think, <laughs> I think they made a conscious, concerted effort to do as right by the fans as they could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I have put together my final thoughts. I'm going to make a really inappropriate analogy, so I apologize. And Infinity War and Endgame are like sex. Infinity War was the climax. Endgame is the the time you cuddle after. The first two and a half hours for me is the time I spend, you know, thinking maybe I shouldn't have done this, but then I really enjoy that last half hour. <laughs> oh, why is there so much regret? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, should I have done that? But this yeah. is really comfortable. This is really nice. I really like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I'm, I'm okay. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Shane, yourself? How can you follow that one? Uh, well, I, I could only pick it more inappropriately, but I'm not going to because this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> we've already, the the we've explicit already... tag is going on. It's done. I yeah. can't yeah. help it now. It's this done. is it. So, um, honestly, I, I agree with Chelsea's point and, and Haley's point, and, and really, this was the this was the ultimate send off for these characters, not just for them, but for us. It's it's a love letter from Marvel to the actors and to us, mostly to us for paying for these movies for eleven years, right? But like a true nod to such dedicated fans. Because honestly, you, you truly get some really, really, I don't want to say Marvel fans are the best fans. Um, I, I want to say nerds are the best fans because really when we like our stuff, we like it a lot. And, and we also hate it when it goes wrong for some of the same reasons. And that's not necessarily the good part of our click, but it's, it kind of happens, right? So this was a, every beat, and this is kind of what I said at the top, every beat of this show was designed to hit you in the feels to thank you for being there for the 11 years to say, you know, I know you watched this, here's your reward. I know you watched this and you felt that at that time, here's your reward. And then at the end when they did the credits and they did the send off of the signatures into the Starfield, like you can tell that the Russos also love Star Trek, which is why they kind of <laughs> copy that whole time travel shtick and the whole uh, you know, um, Star Trek six, you know, this is the last time we're getting the original cast and no one else. And they sent the signatures off into the void to like, thank them. It's like, we're, we're finalizing this chapter. We're not done. We're absolutely not done after this because these piles of money allow us to build. <laughs> more <laughs> <for you. laughs> but, yeah. but we're done with these characters and, and now we're on to the next story. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, in terms of, and this kind of harkens back to, I'm going to go all the way back to 2008 because Terry and I just finished watching all of the movies except for Captain Marvel to set us up to, to watch this over the course of a month or so, maybe two months. But the 
takeaway for me is, is that even the movies that I didn't think that I liked that much when I originally watched them, like Iron Man 2 and 3 and Thor the Dark Thor World. Thor the Dark World. <laughs> yeah. On rewatch, especially after having watched Endgame, the whole arc is magnificent. It is mm-hmm. absolutely magnificent. Because I, I remember thinking, oh, I'm enjoying this movie more than the last time I watched it. And I was thinking specifically about Iron Man 2 and and, and uh, uh, Mickey... Uh, Mickey Rourke. Rourke, Rourke yeah. yeah. Doing the worst Russian, Russian accent. accent. Yeah. It's like, what is my birds? It's a good bird. Hey, you want this good bird? This is a great bird. This is a great bird. Sam Rockwell being beautiful. And I, I go back to those and I think, wow, I am. I can't imagine a point in my life now at 45 where when I sit down to watch these again in, I don't know, a year to watch the whole lineup because I'll finally own Captain Marvel and Infinity. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll own Captain Marvel and Endgame. I can't imagine a point where I'm not going to be grateful and thankful, like grateful and just, just be able to enjoy what has taken 45 years of my life to be able to see in this format. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen it for, you know, for 30 years on the printed page. So I know these stories are good, but to see them with these actors, right. That that to me is the treasure right there. That's that's the swan song, the reward for fandom is that they they clearly love this material as much as we do, and I think it shows. Awesome. All right, uh, I'm gonna have to. We're we're gonna call it. This is fantastic. <laughs> I think you guys were that's amazing. Uh, awesome. Uh, I like I said, movie was a, a great movie. If you haven't gone seen it, why are you watching this? <laughs> i'm sorry we just uh destroyed that movie for you um anyways three hour long epic movie. yeah yeah we, we end up talking because you're calling and it because we, we ain't done i know because we're, <laughs> we're not done talking about it that's the thing right we can literally go on for another two hours three hours of talking about this one movie and the mcu and everything else that's going on right but we we have to stop at some point. So um, I do I do love uh, your guys' uh, opinions. I think this was absolutely fantastic, uh, and so thank you guys so much. Well, thanks All for right. having me on. I really appreciate the invite. It was nice to be brought onto a, a podcast or a video cast. It's, it's really cool. Thank you for having me on. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening to this edition of the Nerdcast. Uh, oh, can't stop this. Later. <laughs> I'm gonna do that again. Like, I just I want to toss a sidebar out there for a second. I always love when you do the Alberta Podcast Network ad, Dan, because yeah. secretly in my head I'm counting how many times can Dad say the word podcast in this podcast. ad? <laughs> podcast, podcast. <laughs> All right. I want to thank everyone out there for watching and or listening to this edition of the Nerdcast. The Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. Please feel free to head on over to albertapodcastnetwork.com for a list of amazing uh, Alberta-made podcasts. The Northern Nerdcast is uh, produced by myself, along with Chelsea Thompson and Trina Schessel. And if you'd like to find out more information about the Northern Nerd Network, you can check us out on our Twitter at northern underscore nerd or on facebook.com slash northern nerd 
or youtube.com slash Northern Nerd Network or on our very own website, northernnerdnetwork.com. That's all the time we have. I want to thank everyone out there for watching and or listening to this edition of the Nerdcast. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. That wrap up at the end there where we're all dancing to the music, I feel like it's very Muppets. <laughs>